0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu/podcast.
1: Andy, now get ready to
2: sound off. Welcome to Sound Off alongside John Sears, Tiger. I'm Keith Murphy. That that was fantastic theater today. That was something, wasn't it? It was a good day at the course. Oh my God! You mean for Tiger? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, sound off at 515-282-9010. Here's the hot topic. What else? Tiger Woods completes a comeback many thought they'd never see. 11 years, three back surgeries, public humiliation. Tiger wins
3: the Masters. Fifth Green Jacket, 15th Major Championship, the first he's been able to celebrate with his son and daughter in attendance. What did you think? Man, look at that moment right there. Give us a call, 515-282-9010 sound off.
1: Hmm?
2: Tiger Woods redemption story made me cry. Not when Tiger sank the Masters winning putt, but when he bear hugged his son Charlie. I wanted to call my dad and share the moment like so many others, but then reality hit. I've hosted more than 1000 sound offs and this is the first one my father won't watch start to finish. He was my biggest fan and one who can't be replaced. That's the way it should be with fathers and sons. When my dad played sports, wearing number 13, of course, his parents went to see him play once. I'm sure they loved him. They just didn't tell him or at times show him. So my dad and mom went another way. I played three sports for nearly 10 years, and they never missed a game, home or away. Every time I saw my dad, he told me he loved me. My father became a second dad to many. My friends called him Big L, which stood not only for Leo, but legend for the time he drove his El Camino onto the football practice field, scooped up my best friend, John Farrell, and drove him to the emergency room. Different times. John had been accidentally racked by Aldine Smith's size 15 and was in obvious pain, but our coach just moved the practice 30 yards down the field. John was in the hospital for days, but it could have been worse. The only two times I can remember my dad being outwardly disappointed in me is when I showboatingly jumped over Jimmy Cumbie's hot smash grounder in Little League and when I permed my hair in college. Dad was right on both occasions, And no, I'm not showing you the perm. He could see my mistakes coming, and I made many, but he knew I had to learn those lessons on my own. Once my school days ended, my parents' support turned to television. Satellite dish, VHS tapes, DVDs, whatever it took, they had to have every single newscast for 30 years. The move to streaming saved me a small fortune in postage. My dad took vacations in Iowa to follow RVTV. I had to work, but he was just fine. He never met a stranger. In fact, one year we were tailgating and dad said he'd rather stay in the parking lot with the Iowa pork producers than go in the game. The end was cruel as it is for far too many. Dementia had taken his mind, but for reasons doctors could not explain, dad's thoughts would only stay calm from two to 4 p.m. weekdays while he listened to the Murph and Andy show. Thank you, Alexa. And thank you to my sister Barbara and my mom for their daily devotion. My dad liked simple things, quick trip, fountain drinks, Menards Lumberyard, and big cars that could seat a baseball team. He loved planes, trains, and automobiles, M.A.S.H., and the outlaw Josie Wales. He would wear all the silly t-shirts we bought him and man, did they make us laugh. Thank you for all your warm thoughts and for listening to my stories. Big L had a great run. The end was merciful and I'll really miss it.
3: Well said, Keith, well said. Uh, Not gonna be able to top that, but we move on. All right, it's NBA draft declaration season. One week after two Cyclones put their name in the draft hat, now it's two Hawkeyes. On Thursday, freshman Joe Wieskamp. Now this is strictly for getting input from NBA scouts. Wieskamp is doing exactly what Isaiah Moss did last year. Declare for the draft with full intention on returning to Iowa for another senior season or more. One day after Wieskamp's announcement, announcement, it was Tyler Cook's turn. Only this time, Cook fully intends on leaving school, hiring an agent, moving on professionally. Cook was a second-team All-Big Ten selection that showed flashes of dominance against big-name teams. Just look at the second half against Tennessee. The immediate reaction from almost everyone on social media was, really? That's just dumb. He can't play in the NBA. Fans selfishly want Cook to return to Iowa for his senior season. I fully understand why Cook is leaving early, even though he's not guaranteed to be a first round pick. Heck, he might not even get drafted at all. For Cook, this is about getting his professional career started, wherever that may be. He wants to start making money, whether that's in the G League or overseas. Fans are right. Cook is not an NBA player, not right now. But that doesn't mean he won't be in two, three, or four years. Tyler Cook is never going to be a three-point sharpshooter. That's not his game. His game is rebounding short jumpers, rim-rattling dunks. So sure, he could come back to Iowa for one more year, put up the same numbers, maybe slightly better, but I'm guessing his draft stock wouldn't change. Plus, what if he comes back and tears an ACL? Reggie Evans played 14 seasons in the NBA and had nowhere near the offensive game Cook has. Evans was a monster on the glass, lived inside the paint. He and Tyler are almost the exact same size. Draymond Green averages seven points, seven rebounds a game in the NBA. Now look, Cook is not green. I know that, but why can't he be? Effort, rebounding, dunks, defense. That's what Tyler Cook's focus should be. Perfect the talent he has develop a mean streak on the boards and defense. do that, and the green will come.
2: He played a lot the green, nice, okay. Uh, he played a lot of good basketball for Iowa. I, I don't understand some of the i don't know some of, some of the pushback on, on Tyler cook. He's, he's, he's tried he, hard.
3: he was a great player, yeah, yeah. He, he was a great player. I th- and I think it's one of those things where maybe he came in with too much hype. Could be. You know, I think he was uh, high school teammates with Jason Tatum on the Boston Celtics, so he's a four-star recruit. Maybe people thought he was going to be Jason Tatum, lighting it up from the outside and inside as well, but as I said, that's that's never been his game, and he had some dominating moments at Iowa, and for the people to think that Iowa's going to be a better team without him, they're crazy, okay? He was a really good player.
2: John, it's really hard for me to Take you seriously right now?
3: In, in I this have my mouth through the tire on.
2: Is, is that a, a mock turtleneck or is it a red t-shirt on backwards?
3: Um, it's it's a turtleneck.
2: All right, time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny Ref is our judge. You can send your lookalikes to soundoff at who.tv.com. Many of you also put them on SoundOff Nation, and then we drag them over into the email box. All right, first up, this is Aaron Kruger. He is the director of golf at Wakanda Club in Des Moines. And Tyler says he looks like basketball coach, Virginia basketball coach of the national champion. National champs. Virginia Cavaliers. Does Tiny Ref agree? It's not too bad. There you go, Aaron Kruger. All right, next up. National player of the year. This is from Ryan Smith. National player of the year, Megan Gustafson of Iowa. Looks like Teen Mom 2 actor. Oh, boy.
3: Chelsea Hauska? John, you'll have to tell me who this is, because I don't watch Teen Mom too. I have no idea, but I heard the words Teen Mom, and that's a never good, that's never a good thing. you don't I don't know what her role on the show is. I don't know either, but a year teen mom, that's not good. Nope,
2: maybe she's the counselor on the show that tries to help. Well, the teen I, mom. I, I'm I doubting know. that.
3: I'm doubting that she's the counselor on teen Has mom. Has
2: anybody watched Teen Mom? Can you let us know? Anyway, back to Tiny Ref. Tiny Ref, is, is this a match? And should it be? Mm,
1: okay, good. Not hey, a no. Maybe it shouldn't be. Guys, sometimes it is what it is. Don't you hate it when people say that? But sometimes it really fits. In this case, it fits the most successful sport in the state of Iowa. It's What's Bugging Andy next.
2: get to Patricia's call in just a moment but first time for another game of knockout one of these is not as good as the others and must go which
3: do you knock out we're going high brow tonight Uh, uh, yeah this is big condiments condiments one has to go ketchup you you look a little bit like a mayonnaise mustard and ranch this is easily ranch right I realize ranch has mayo in it but it's it's ranch I think you gotta go uh, ranch I don't know. Mustard is fantastic on a hot dog or a pretzel. Yeah, I like mustard. I like ketchup on burgers and fries. It, it's ranch. And mayo, we have turkey sandwiches. Yeah, probably got to go ranch. Yeah, that's hard. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll
2: see. Uh, there are basketball fans angry that women's basketball doesn't attract more passionate following. It's
1: what's bugging Andy. This month, we have seen some of the biggest, proudest moments in the history of women's basketball in this state. Iowa in the Elite Eight. Megan Gustafson named the National Player of the Year. Bridget Carlton named the Big 12's Player of the Year. And then both players selected in the WNBA Draft. Those are monumental achievements, and fans of women's basketball in this state are justifiably happy. Most of them are happy. A few of them are mad. And while this always happens, it's a gigantic waste of energy, and I'll explain. Women's basketball is underappreciated. These are outstanding athletes. They're every bit as competitive and dedicated as their male counterparts, and by and large, they're better students and get into far less trouble. They tend to be true student athletes and ambassadors for their schools. But women's basketball does not attract the following that men's basketball does. Last year, the Iowa State women's team averaged 9,800 fans per game. That's the third best in the nation. But even though it was a down year, the men drew 43% more. The women may have the accomplishments, but they don't have the following, and thus the passion and the demand and the coverage and so many other things. That makes some fans of women's basketball angry They want the rest of the world to care about the same things that they do. And that proof that it doesn't really sets them off. This is America in 2019, man. A time when 1.2 million people follow Elizabeth Hurley on Instagram because she's in her 50s and can still rock a bikini. We care about a ton of things that aren't worth caring about. And conversely, there are things we don't care about that are worth it just the way things are. You can't get angry at the media for not doing more to promote women's basketball. That's not its job. You can't get angry at the networks for not carrying more games. They're in it for profit. And you can't get angry at all. Look, you have to keep showing up and bringing your family and friends, and for now, enjoying what you've got. A sport with lower prices and better parking with true student athletes who are more accessible to fans because the bigger that women's basketball does get, the more those things are likely to change and you'll miss them when they're gone. I'm Andy Fails and that's what's bugging me. Elizabeth Hurley didn't. It look great in their 50s, 50s? right? Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: still rocking and the
2: The 50s is young. Uh, the Iowa Wild made it stressful for fans, but in the end, the Wild made the playoffs. That's part of face-off. And next, it's who's in your five, plus we'll hear from Patricia. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13 or on Facebook, SoundOffNation. Daniel writes, I just can't imagine there could be anyone who has ever watched golf that did not become, at the very least, somewhat emotional when Tiger hugged his son today. I was a wreck.
3: Southside Hawkeye writes, and this is why Tiger winning the Masters is important. Like him or not for behavior off the course, but from a pure golf aspect, he inspires many of all ages, majority of which shed a few tears today as well. A tradition like no other, what a master's it was! It does seem like he learned a lot from the humbling he went through. Yep. Who's in your five? Let's
2: go. Uh, my favorite hockey movies. Not a big canon to pick from here. Yep. Number five: The Mighty Ducks. This is good. And Andy Andy Fails has never seen this. That's and you a, know
3: that's an April Fool's joke, right? N-
2: no. And you know how much Andy loves hockey. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna watch it this week. Uh, number four is Goon. This is Stifler on skates. I have not seen this. It's pretty good. Okay. It's It's violent, but it's, it's it looks good. violent by that picture. It it's Jeez. it well the name of it is Goon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, number three is Slapshot. Yeah. Okay. Now this this is a classic. It is a hard R. I forgot yeah. how crude this is very crude. until I, yeah. I watched it recently. Number 2, Mystery Alaska. This is underrated. It has great
3: I have not dialogue seen this one either.
2: Yeah, Russell Crowe, Burt Reynolds, okay. Hank Azaria. It's very good. And number 1, uh, Miracle. Oh. You, you took a great story and made it into a great movie. They could have really screwed this up. It was fantastic. It was awesome. One of my
3: favorite sports movies.
2: All right, let's uh let's get to the phone calls here and Patricia has been patiently waiting. Uh welcome to the show, Patricia. What's on your mind tonight?
0: I am uh, upset with. Well, Andy said everything that I was going to say when what he was and it's about women's basketball and how it's reported. Because during the NCAA tournament, there's at least four stations that broadcast men's basketball, and one usually ESPN two that does the women's. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I was watching. I have several favorites. I'm 83 years old, and I've been watching basketball for a long and other sports too. But I got cut up. One of my teams is Notre Dame, and I, they were advertised. That's what they were going to broadcast in the women's. Uh, about halftime, they switched to another game, and I never saw or heard of it again. In the second round, I got to watch three quarters, and then they shut me off and switched to another game. Of course, later on, when they made it to the finals and all, that was the full games. Right. But I thought that women were supposed to have this, you know, equality with men. And then I went to the WNBA draft to watch that, and they did the first round and said, now you can go to another channel that I don't even have to watch the rest. And I was looking for Megan Gustafson. I wanted to know what when she got picked. Oh, when they switched from
2: ESPN to ESPNU. You know what? That got me here too Mm -hmm. at the television station because I was recording on ESPN and I didn't realize that at seven o'clock they were switching it over to ESPNU. But all of this kind of goes to what Andy was talking about too. There's just not as much interest and the ratings aren't there so the television stations follow. But I I do think... I do think we should have a reasonable expectation that all games in the NCAA tournament are seen start to finish.
0: Yes, I do too. And they did have a split screen uh, but in one of the games, but it wasn't the games. It was showing both benches at the same time and stuff. So they can do that. They could at least let, us, let me finish out the game. You know, I keep stats and I'm waiting for, I want to watch the whole game, not just part right of it. We hear you, Patricia, thank you for your
2: call. Uh, women's basketball needs more fans like you. she say 83 years old? I
0: think so, yeah. Go, yeah. go Keep
2: Irish. stats and everything. Yeah, yeah she's that,
3: one of the biggest fans.
2: It, clearly, she is a big fan. The Windy City uh, has a, a franchise lives up to the name. The AAA franchise lives up to the name The Windy City. Oh, boy. That's part, yeah, this
3: is Des Moines. Oh, boy. Hang on.
2: Becoming more like The Windy City. That's part of Face Off next, and we'll also hear from Becky and Bondurant. All right, via Twitter, at SoundOff13, we have knockout results, and I I had a feeling I was just going to hate this.
3: Condiments, one has to go. Look at this, mustard is out. Mustard, 39%, out. Catch up your clear winner.
2: How is mustard out? This is the perfect condiment for so many different things. Ranch is still in, and, and
3: mayo, mayo is still yeah. in.
2: I realize ketchup's going to make the cut.
3: Yeah, but, man, mustard. Yeah.
2: Mustard is out. 2,300 votes now, and mustard is out.
3: My goodness. Wow. That ruined, that ruined your night. Okay, time to bounce around some more topics. We call it Face Off. The Iowa Wild are onto the postseason for the first time in franchise history. Good for them. They wanted this bad, and after losing eight it in a row, it was not looking good.
2: The NHL line of reinforcements sparked the team and ended the skid, and I'm happy for all the people at Wild Central. They wanted this in the worst way, John. You know they wanted this, yeah. and now the playoffs are here. Bring it on.
3: Next Sunday. Don't forget about the Bucks either. Des Moines into the playoffs for the second time in three years, but it's been 12 years since they've won a playoff series. Is that right? I'm calling it. The drought ends this
2: week. Well, John, you've said repeatedly Tiger would win another major, mm-hmm. so I won't doubt you on this
3: prediction. Hashtag back the Bucks. Iowa Cubs off to a 7-3 and three start, but Mother Nature has not done the I-Cubs any favors. High winds postponed Wednesday's game, and the grounds queue. Oh, boy. Wrestling with the tarp shows why. Yeah, the tarp launches one
2: guy. uh, That may end up on
3: Rex Chapman's (laughs) blocker charge.
2: It's great video, but this can also be dangerous. Thankfully, no one was injured. And the wind eventually calmed down. I I, I think it calmed down like Saturday. It took a while.
3: I saw you made a trip to Ikea over the weekend. It was a a disaster, right? Just the worst. Just
2: the absolute worst. It was my first time there. Andy kept saying, I had to go. I had to see it. Now I get it. Now I see why he was punking. Andy knew once I was in there, and if you've been to Ikea, you know this. There is no way out. Can't go. It is like a maze. It's like the end of The Shining. It is a maze (laughs) designed to make you see every single item for sale in the entire Ikea store. Mm. It's the size of Wells Fargo Arena. There's no getting out of there. If you go in there, bring food and
3: water and and maybe like a blanket. Toilet paper as well. Ikea, bad idea that's that's a good slogan <laughs> ikea bad idea
2: uh sports smells okay uh over under sports smells, overrated baseball a lot of standing around in baseball uniforms end up not smelling too bad the locker rooms don't smell too bad
3: either underrated hockey it's the worst the stink of all stinks it's there is horrible. no smell like hockey locker room smell bigfoot's butt crack <laughs> <laughs> smells like what I don't know what <laughs> Bigfoot's butt crack smells like daisy <laughs> compared to the hockey room smell do you think it's appropriate to
2: say that my gosh <laughs> I'm sorry uh, oh hey tiny ref one minute. <laughs> uh, hey, where did Tiny Ref go? All right, Becky and Bonderant. Well, Becky and Bonderant will have the final word. Hi, Becky.
0: Hey, I just want to think. Say, I think Tyler Cook did the right thing because that second half of that Tennessee game showcased so much for him that I think he'll do well. I mean, I could not stop watching that game because I just he took the, you know the whole team on his back. So I think he did a good thing. And then also tell John to quit wearing his wife's uh, red sweaters to to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey. that's right,
0: that's
2: right.
3: Uh, that's going to do it for us. We are back next week, and we hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off send off. The Iowa Cubs, as mentioned, off to a seven and three start, thanks to bombs like this from Dixon Machado, a walk off winner. Have a good night. Two balls, one strike. Pitch, and hey, that's crushed. Left field, way back, Galloway, track, goodbye, bye-bye, Dixon Machado. A walk-off home run, bottom of the ninth. High comes win 5-4. to four.
0: Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at.